0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking with Tyson, episode two. I am here with one of my good friends, new, fairly new friends. We're about six months, seven months in, and I'm excited for you guys. The mediums and the well. His Name's Kevin Deucey, A.K.A. Deuce. Um, <laughs> that's what you're going to hear me refer to him as. What's up, Deuce?
1: Hey, not much, brother. Uh, glad to glad to be on. Glad, uh, honored to be asked by you, uh, and so fortunate and lucky to have you be my uh, my fill-in fourth on our first uh, golf round where we really got to acquaint and got to know each other. So uh, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: No better way to meet somebody than in a, in a golf scramble for the first time, right?
1: Amen, brother. <laughs> we had a good time.
0: All right, a little bit about you from Urbana. Am I saying that right? Urbana, Illinois. <laughs> yes, Illinois. Sir. Yeah. Married with two kiddos. Yes, sir. Both little girls. Yep. Four and seven, right?
1: That's correct.
0: All right. Served in the Army? I did. When did you get out of there?
1: Uh, <laughs> surprisingly enough, my last official day in the army and people kind of look at me like I'm full of it, it was September 10th, 2001 It was my ETS date. Now I was home on what we call terminal leave. Uh, I was already started in school. I was, I was at a Parkland college back home at the time. So, uh, but yeah, my last official day, I was actually filing my DD form 214, which is your separation from the military at the County clerk's office in my hometown uh, because you want to get it on file there, you know, kind of like a birth certificate, same kind of thing. Just so you always have that on record, uh, in case you need it or lose it. Uh, when the second plane hit the tower, so on September eleventh, kind of crazy. crazy, very, very weird feeling. One of the oddest situations I've ever gone through in my life.
0: Man, I cannot imagine. But thank you for your service, brother. And then yeah. various sales roles and leadership roles, and now you're the president at Whiteboard CRM. Right? That's correct. Yep. So tell me a little bit about Whiteboard CRM before we jump off in our, in our message today.
1: Yeah, sure. So Whiteboard is an Oklahoma City-founded tech company, a guy by the name of Brian Bomar. Uh, the, runs the most successful mortgage shop arguably in the country, Cornerstone Home Lending here in Oklahoma City. He had worked with, a, I mean, probably a dozen different CRMs and just was very frustrated. He had a little bit of a tech background with a company called Mode, which is also Oklahoma City um, tech company worked with, the, worked with the, some developers and created Whiteboard CRM. We focus strictly on the mortgage industry. We deal with just mortgage loan officers. And um, I've been there for uh, a little less than two and a half years, been in the president role uh, a little less than two years. And it's, it's been great. I love the company. I love what we do. In essence, we help folks put people in homes. And so that's where you know I can find my, my purpose every day to go to work. So it's pretty cool.
0: You bet. That is awesome. So I'm familiar with the CRM because I work in sales. But Can you give like a 30,000 foot view for for our listeners who may not know what a CRM is?
1: Right. So it's uh, customer retention or relationship management software. So it's basically the software as a salesperson that's going to remind you to follow up. It's going to tell me when Tyson's birthday is. It's going to tell me, you know, maybe when your anniversary is. And ours actually goes a step further is that we automate the contacts. So we send out automated texts and emails on your behalf as the loan officer. And so everybody that's going to listen to this today has gotten a message <laughs> an email a text from somebody in a sales role that you thought was generated by them this is actually done by crm so right,
0: absolutely yeah technology is nuts man because we use them with the at the gym and you know in oil and gas as well but anyways getting into our message today man uh me and you were talking at the gym a while back and we're talking about people getting in their own heads and just I mean, just completely blowing up, stopping themselves from even moving forward on, on things that they really should be going for, their goals, and getting locked up. And I just, I wanted to get your thoughts on it and, and kind of how you get around it, pros, cons, you know, any tips and tricks that you may have, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it is a passion of mine to think about overall positive mental outlook, right? I'm a pretty positive person. I come by that naturally. I will thank my mother for that. I think she installed a lot of confidence in me as a kid. But I deal with the same issues that anybody else deals with, with like the lack of self-worth, I'm not good enough. Uh, Derek McElroy, our gym owner actually, uh, posted it on a, on Facebook or Instagram the other day. He's like, I hate the way I talk to myself sometimes, or something like that. And I joke around that, you know, as a parent of two daughters, uh, as a friend, as a husband, that if I could hear your internal dialogue and the way that it, if it manifested itself into a human being and I saw it, heard it, talk to you the way that we sometimes talk to each other. I'd punch it in the face, right? I'd punch my daughter's inner monologue in the (laughs) face. And we all deal with it, right? So the average human being deals with about 50,000 thoughts a day. 45,000, 90% of those thoughts are negative in nature. Now, they're negative a lot of times in a good way, like don't put your hand on that stove, don't pull out into traffic. But a majority of those are, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, I can't do this. And I think there's a fallacy or, or uh, incorrect vision to think that that, that Bill Gates, let's say, or, or Jeff Bezos, or Oprah Winfrey, or Denzel Washington, whoever you want to say, has less of those negative thoughts. They don't. No. It's just human nature. It's, it's how we survive. They have the same amount of those negative thoughts as anybody else. But what they've, uh, what they've worked on is the ability to tune into those 5,000 that say, I can I'm capable. I'm able. You know, Ga- Goggins talks about it in his book, Can't Hurt Me, going to the cookie jar. Now, he's talking about that in a, in a physical, uh, strenuous situation. But you can go to the cookie jar for anything. You know, I, uh, is anytime you're faced with something in life that you're not sure of whether or not you can do it, think about the times you succeeded. I tell my employees this all the time. I tell anybody that, that, that will listen. And this is so true with human beings. I want you to analyze and think about anything that you've done in your life. And I want you to think have I ever failed at anything that I tried at that I truly tried? Yeah. You haven't failed. You probably quit. You quit at some point in time or you learned, right? right? And learning's not failing. So understanding that, that 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 when you try to go through something it's advancing the ball for you as a human being, it's advancing the ball for you as a leader, as a husband, as a wife, whatever as an athlete, whatever aspect you're doing, like we don't typically fail at things that we try
0: at. No, no, I, I agree 100%. And, and, you know, most of it does come from Quentin. And I, I've got a note over here that I wrote down that I heard on a podcast the other day, and it's, it's action alleviates anxiety. So anytime you're having those negative thoughts, you can, you can <laughs> smash them immediately, brother, immediately. And when you do that, you know, that you're going to have fewer and fewer a, as it goes. But
1: Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit funny here in, in two ways here is like, uh, we cover, I, I, I teach a uh, eighth grade small group with boys on Wednesday nights. And it was talking about how prayer can alleviate worry. And there's multiple issues in the Bible where prayer can eliminate worry. And the other aspect of it is like my dad here. And this is where it's going to be funny is my dad used to always tell me as a kid, worry in one hand and shit in the other and tell me which one fills up first. And I know that I swore right after talking about the Bible, but Hey, listen, I'm a fallible human being. Uh, He's so right. It took me, it took me to probably till I was 18 to realize what the heck he was talking about. But it's really, I can worry all I want. But if I actually do something about it, that's, that's substantial, right? That's something I can put my finger on. That's something that can make a difference. And I think that we can get caught up in our own heads and just get caught in the circle of worry where we should really do something. And I'll talk about it a little bit later about why, why prayer is so important. And maybe I can lean right into it is that that is action. Yeah, go that for is it. action. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, five things and there's, there's a little bit more, but five things that if I can do them on a daily basis, it's a successful day and it keeps me on the right path. And so I named it peril because peril is dangerous. Right. And if I don't do this, I am in peril. Right. So, um, the first one is pray. Uh, now obviously, you know, I'm a Christian. I, I pray to Christ. I pray, pray to Jesus. That's me. If that's not your if that's not your jam, that's fine. I'm not going to be sanctimonious holier than thou. But I think that having some form of spiritual guidance is so important for us as human beings because we have to understand there's something greater than ourselves. Absolutely. When we get caught up in, in this anxiety and this worry, we are truly involved, and it is it is really self absorbed. Um, uh, and I'm not I'm not saying that to be callous, but so if there's prayer, if there's some spiritual guidance that you can look for that's external, it's really important. Uh, the second one, very critical to our friendship, is exercise. So P-E-E is exercise. I need to exercise some point, some way, somehow during the day. I'm not going to get into all the science and the physiology behind it, but you know, like you've got to in- release those endorphins, man. you got to push your, your body a little bit every day. The other aspect is read. So P-E-R, read. you got to read something every day. And, and hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you're going to read, like I-, I joke around and call some of the entertaining books that I read, I call them smut, but it's like, tom clancy vince flynn these these counterterrorism stuff you know like read something just exercise your brain in a different manner other than watching tv but if you can read something inspiring or you can read something that's going to help you from a personal standpoint a professional standpoint yeah go ahead and do that uh the other one is inspire try to inspire someone every day p-e-r-i uh if, if you could just take the time just to say hey you're doing a great job or like you impress me, or I, I'm I'm honored to be a part of your podcast, Tyson. Just something where you can in, inspire somebody, some some way somehow is going to make your day better, and understand that you do make an impact on people's lives. And the last one is listen, and what I mean by listen is listen to a podcast, listen to something inspiring. Uh, for me, listening to um, things that aren't going to corrupt my mind. Um, I love DMX. God rest his soul. He died today but sometimes it's not always best for my mind to absorb what DMX is talking about. So maybe I need to listen to my Christian radio, or maybe I need to listen to um, Lewis House podcast, or listen to the book Bulletproof, which I'm listening to today. Just something that is going to exercise my brain a little bit more into a positive, overall positive nature. And if I can do those five things on every day, like that's those are good days. The one, the one aspect that I does that's not included in there is I got a seven and four year old like you alluded to if I can get on the ground with them at least for 10 minutes every day like just get on the floor wrestle with them play with them do a puzzle play a game that's really effective and that's probably one of the areas that I'm not doing the best at man you know I got I got to be better at it it's uh get home at the end of the day I'm exhausted I you know typically work out in the morning but you know, hey, those identifying where you need to get better is the first step. So,
0: sure, yeah, and self awareness is a uh, not too many people have it. So, I, I wanted to add another acronym that I got to keep up with now, man. I'm gonna have to remember your, ac- your, your <laughs> word, your acronym now because that's some good stuff. But one of my tricks for moving myself forward, especially when I get hung up, uh, when I have a lot of doubt, is I'll tell somebody, I'll come say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm going to do this in the next week, or I'm gonna I'm gonna take this business to this level, or hey, I'm gonna start a podcast." Because what happens is I become super accountable at that point because I've told somebody else right. and I've, I I got to keep my word to them. If any, if you can figure out why we keep promises to other people quicker than we'll keep promises to ourselves, man, <laughs> holy cow! Right, right. What, what what what's the deal with that? What do you think?
1: Uh, you know, I, I really don't know, and I think there's a level of like and the same positive mindset and the, the negative outlook that I was going to lean on a little bit here. It's like, um, I gravitate I gravitated to you instantaneously like I did I spent five minutes with you and I knew that Tyson Hallman's on a on on a path that is beyond you're not just living your life right Jason Isbell is one of my favorite um, musical artists he talks about he sings a song um are you living the life you chose or the one that chose you and I think you're living the life you chose like you have a path you have you have desires you have goals and they're they're constant right they're there and so me personally, I want to gravitate towards people like that. Uh, I shared this with Marissa Mayer, uh, a friend of ours at the gym, and you know, you've know, you never had a successful person tear you down about your goals. A successful person will always, Tyson, you want to start a podcast? That's really cool. How can I help? Right. Uh, unsuccessful people will be like, no, Tyson, there's no way. You're going to fail at that. There's Man, there's no way you can pull that off, and typically- Who's going to have the stones to tell us that typically? And I'm not saying this happened to you, but damn it, it's our mom, it's our <laughs> dad, it's our brother, it's our sister, it's our cousin, it's our best friend that we grew up with. And it is so hard to overcome because like, oh, they know me best. They, they don't. They really don't. Um, the person, who, my best friends who knew me when I was 12 years old, I might not be the same guy anymore. And so sometimes I have to alleviate the conversation when I'm back home because they want to talk about stuff we did when we were younger and we were, and we were idiots I've elevated my life since then like you know i'm I'm a president of a software company for a reason you know I'm a dad of two young girls for a reason i I've been in lots of leadership roles for a reason. That stuff that I did back then helped shape me, but it is not who I am. I'm elevating the game, and I'm choosing to associate myself with people who are elevating their game. It's the reason you have Adam King on this podcast. It's the reason why Derek McElroy and I are such good friends, because I see where Derek wants to go with his vision in this business. And I encourage everybody here, like, analyze those things in your life. as like trying to stay in that positive mental focus is surrounding yourself with people who are going to build you up and support you. Surround yourself with people when you pick up the phone call and say, hey, I don't know if I can do this, man. If I picked up the phone call and said, hey, Tyson, I'm not kidding. You're, you're going to tell me how great I am. You're going to be like, no, Deuce, you got this. Do you understand what, how important you are to people or things like You're going to say something like that, and that's the kind of person that's gonna, that you need to associate yourself with and disassociating yourself with people who drag you down, and that's really hard to do, and it can be really painful, but you just got to understand where it's coming from. Um, you only get one go at this, man. Right. There's there's no redo. There's no reset button. There's no like, hey, start the game over. You know, f- hit the reset button on your Nintendo. Figure it out. I just dated myself big time, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: you could have went old, you could went further back than that. <laughs> Sega Atari. Genesis, Atari. <laughs> oh yeah, I played that a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I man, I can't I cannot stress the importance of of your inner circle and and the people that you keep in it. Um, man, that's almost a whole another podcast. In Absolutely, yeah. I, uh, I, about two years ago, I've got myself three mentors, and they're all three very different from me, and they all have qualities that I want to have, you know, and you know that, and that's what I'm striving for. But uh, man, well, I,
1: th- I think about it like if we just worked out at the gym together, like to play golf, drink a beer or two together, yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's cool. But there's not that's not a that's not enough for a substantial relationship for us where we're at in our lives, right? We need, you gotta have something more. You gotta bring something more to the table for me to give you my most valuable asset. And that's time, time. Sure. right? Because I can't get it back. So are, are, you, are you advancing the ball for me or are you pulling me down? And listen, I, I'm, I'm saying this as someone who has not perfected this. Like, don't think I like this holier than that. Like, I think I'm any better than anybody else. But that's really the way you gotta look at it. Is this person in my life elevating me or are they dragging me down? Are they sending me podcasts to listen to that's going to challenge my mind? Are they talking to me about my business and how I can be better at it? Are they Are they going to call me on my bullshit and say, "Hey, listen, dude, you're out of line there"? Or are are they, they going to be people who tell me what I want to hear and just blah, 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 talk about whatever? No, man. That's that's we got to be critically focused on that. Yeah, and it takes some some self examination for that.
0: I, I have a very clear vision of what I want at at age forty five, at age fifty, at age fifty five, and I I know what it will take for me to be in those positions, and I also know what type of people that I need to be around to be in that position when I get to those ages. And, and man, it's just so important. It goes right back to my head, though. If I'm getting beat down, I need to lean on one of those people, and I know yep. exactly which one to lean on and shoot. Sometimes they'll even catch it before I realize it or bring it up. Hey, you. what's going on? I, I had to call with uh, one of my mentors and, and good friends yesterday, and he goes, you doing all right? And he he could just we were on the phone, man, he could right. hear it, so no, not really, and so we got into it, you know by the end of the call, I'm feeling better i'm I'm back motivated and inspired and and we're moving back forward, so
1: I think the other aspect of it that people are so afraid, right like we we sit in these we sit in this area of self doubt, and it kind of comes along with it. And like oh, that, that person doesn't want to help me, or I can't go talk to them. They're super successful. I remember I had one of the best leaders ever tell me. He's like, "Hey, listen. Anytime you walk into a boardroom, I don't care if it's Chad Richardson, the CEO of Paycom. You know, one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the history of Oklahoma City. That dude got yelled at this morning by his wife to take the trash out. Right? There's so, there's something that ha- that's a human being. He puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us and deals with the same self-doubt, right? Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, she talks about the imposter factor, and she's talking about it from a woman's perspective is when they sit in roles of leadership or or whatever you want to say, and they don't feel like they belong there. That's a a male thing, too. I mean, I'm looking at you, you're shaking your head. We both have felt that way. Like, dude, I'm not worthy of being here. Um, Everybody deals with that. It's human nature. So what I tell you is that when you reach out to people who who you deem as successful, um, understand they want to help. Actually the reason why we wanna be successful, if you got down to the root cause of what we wanna do with our life and why we wanna achieve things, is because we wanna help other people. That's the most gratifying thing you can possibly do is help another human on their journey. So if you think like this person doesn't have time for me, they don't want they don't wanna help me, that's that couldn't be further from the truth. They wanna help you. It's yeah. it's the most rewarding thing in life. You can look at the dollar amount in your in your checkbook or whether or not you impacted the human life and 99.99% of people are going to want to say they impacted the human life and that other percent I personally don't want their help.
0: Yeah. No, I agree 100% man. I, I I if that's something I wrestle with daily I'm like why me? Why why do I get to live this life? Why do I have this these opportunities? Why? And you know, I the only thing that I can say is I'm I'm just very blessed and I'm and I'm thankful for that, you know, but I will also say I go looking for these opportunities too. And when I see them I also take action. I step forward. I lean into it, and, and again, I'm getting the right people around me every day. You know, I don't, I don't even I don't have five people that I could tell you that were my best friends, but I have five people that I know that I could call at any time over anything, and they'd be here for me. It's just I, I don't I don't really know how to explain it.
1: Yeah, and it's different, right? Um, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17, maybe early 20s, those five people. You know, I, I use the quote from Goodwill Hunting. You know, those five people will come take a baseball bat to somebody's head we don't we've elevated our life we don't (laughs) need that anymore like i still (laughs) got those guys right and (laughs) and god love them right and i'll be there for them too on the other end but now what we need to do is like hey what are you doing with your life where are you going what are you trying to accomplish where are you at like where are you where are you at in your headspace where are you at on your spiritual path where are you at on your physical path where are you at on your emotional path how can i help you how can i assist you here how can i get you to turn in tune in to those five thousand thoughts not the forty five thousand negative ones. Really, is what it gets gets down to.
0: You bet. All right, man. I got a couple questions for you before we get off the topic. Do you have any final thoughts on on getting out of getting out of our own heads and and being positive with ourselves and just giving ourselves a chance?
1: Okay, so I, I shared this with people at work the other day, and I want to be critically, overly abundantly clear here. If you are dealing with some real um, mental illness or Issues that, you know, you've seen a psychiatrist, you've seen a psychologist, you see somebody. Please don't think I'm minimizing that, right? I When I talk about this, like trying to tune into the 5,000, trying to understand what your internal dialogue, I, I am not talking about people who are on medication for anxiety. I'm talking about folks who are just having a hard time in their own head, right? Because I don't want to minimize what those folks who actually struggle with mental illness are doing and, and, and act like Kevin has some tips like a psychiatrist or a psychologist would to help them. I, I just want to be abundantly clear about that. This is, this is not necessarily tips to make you better there, and I, I don't want to shortchange anybody that deals with those, but more, more so those of us who just deal with minor-level minor insecurity stuff that's holding us back from accomplishing our goals.
0: Very good, man. That is awesome. So, a couple questions. Are you ready for these?
1: I don't know, man. It's getting a little warm in here.
0: All right. One thing you'd <laughs> go back and tell your 21-year-old self.
1: Okay. Uh, this is pretty easy for me. Uh, take care of your body. Um, almost want to like get emotional here. Almost it's like, man, <laughs> I wasted my 20s and 30s being fat, dude. I did. I was I was heavy. I was out of shape. I, I love sports. I love athletics. I... I Diminish my role, my abilities to play on some of the cool softball teams that we've talked about. Uh, that I really enjoyed, and it was a perfect time in my life. I had disposable income and no children. I was married, but I uh, mean, life was good then. But I just, I just wasted so much. I, I wasted probably 15 years from 23 to about 38 of just being, you know, obese man. And I just didn't take care of my body. I didn't watch my diet. Uh, I played it off with charm and with humor. And I'm lucky. Like I'm, I'll be frank, like there's there's a stigma in business that heavy men, it's okay. Heavy women, it's it, it's a real challenge, dude. Yeah. And that's a that's a double standard that's not fair. But twenty one year old me, take care of your body, one hundred percent. Watch I, your diet.
0: I can one hundred percent agree to that. I didn't start taking care of myself until about two thousand seventeen, and man, I, I've just I'm one hundred percent a better person now. Absolutely, just yep. A better I'm person. happier. All of it. Yep. Yeah. So what's something that you believe now to be true that you didn't in your twenties? Oh man. Or, or even that you know is true now that you used to think was complete.
1: <laughs> uh, man, we could. I, I don't. I don't want to dive too much into this, <laughs> but uh, uh, that neither political party has your best interests in mind. <laughs> uh, right. I, I was a pretty staunch Republican in my twenties. Uh, you know, raised in Central Illinois con, in a conservative family, and you know. Um, but as I get older, I I just realize it that it. it politics along with our our news media now are just it's just built into be divisive and take take a better look at what you how you interact with your neighbor with your friends with your people in your circle and ask yourself do I really give a crap if they voted for a Democrat or Republican and you really don't and so we don't truly hate each other we're just being played and so I kind of like like sitting in the middle to be honest with you You
0: mine is uh empathy is important I used to not believe it (laughs) at all as a young leader uh Bull in China closet. I was getting the <laughs> job done and thought, you know, it it don't matter. Well, let me tell you something. It does matter. And the more you can relate and and, and show that you care for people, well, empathy change.
1: Empathy is hard when you're young because you. What have you experienced, right? Yeah. When you're twenty, you're twenty two, twenty. I had this experience when I was twenty five years old, and I just told these the, uh, my first leadership experience in the business world. I told these guys, "Hey, you're going to start doing this." And our previous boss was Kent. And I said, well, I don't care. Kent doesn't work here anymore. Well, you know who didn't work there the next two days? The people I told that. So I was running this place by myself. I realized that real quickly. But so, you know, to understand, it, to ha- experiences again give you more opportunities to have empathy. But you're 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 darn right. There's certain people that it have that it can can experience and can and demonstrate it a lot easier at a younger age. So
0: you bet. All right, last question. What's something that you are most proud of?
1: That is a very a uh, very big question, most proud of um, and it's hard to answer this without saying without seeming arrogant, but I think that um if you would ask people that know me that are around me a lot, um I am the person that's going to build you up right you're not you're not gonna speak you're not gonna have a real life conversation with me and me not see the good in you and want the best for you and try to figure out a way for you to get there uh and I think I I think I leave people typically in a better place when we've had some meaningful interaction and I know it sounds arrogant I mean obviously the things I'm most proud of is are my, my beautiful daughters and my wife but like things that that I do on a daily basis that's I tr- I try to see the good in everybody, really so that,
0: do. So that's perfect. And I told you that I, I had a surprise for you at the end. And just so all our listeners know, uh, Kevin has no idea what I'm fixing to uh, read to him. Uh, so I reached out to Carol. <laughs> oh, lovely! And, and, that's my wife. And, and <laughs> that that's Kevin's wife. Uh, and I asked her. I said, "Could would you mind writing me a couple paragraphs? Uh, what Kevin means to you, the family, to the girls, and." uh we're going we're gonna to collect ourselves here and get right into it because a lot of what we've talked about and what Deuce was just talking about is in this note. She said, It's hard to give words to describe Kevin because he's so many things to so many people. But most importantly, he is a kind and thoughtful man that is fiercely protective of his family and friends. When he loves someone or something, and she referenced the Illinois the Cubs and the Bears, <laughs> he is loyal and dedicated. He maintains and fosters relationships with friends he's known since Little League. He is a true friend with a given heart, and he truly wants the best for everyone he meets. In both his work and in his personal life, Kevin is a natural-born leader. He is sensitive but strong, outspoken but willing to listen. He admits when he's made a mistake and makes a real effort to improve. In my career, Kevin has encouraged me to achieve goals that once seemed impossible. He is my rock when things get tough, and he pushes me to be a better leader in my work and at my home on a daily basis. And then I also asked her to ask the girls what their favorite thing was about you. So Claire and Lane, Claire's seven, Lane is four. Or is it Laney? Lane. Lane. Oh, yeah. They say their daddy is best at wrestling and tickling. He takes <laughs> the girls to school every day. He prays with them, makes them laugh, and helps them set their eyes on success each and every day. Most of all, our girls know that they can count on him showing up for them every single day. And that's good, this goes back. that's all she wrote. This goes back to so much stuff we talked about in this. so just know, I hope this inspires you because that's one of your letters and your acronym. Yes, sir and I also just know the man that we, we all fall short of of what the person that we want to be, but just know you're headed in the right direction
1: well i I appreciate that, and uh I'll be honest, I'm not here having this conversation with you today without Carol. Um, my wife is the best human being I've ever met. Uh I don't deserve her. Um she had she is so ridiculously incredibly smart and talented. And uh that was the first when that woman agreed to marry me and then eventually said I do, that was the moment that I realized I could achieve a lot in my life because that's not that woman doesn't Carol Curtis doesn't marry an average man. And uh I felt like God called me. I gotta be more than average for her.
0: You bet, man. That's good. So lastly, guys, please rate and review. If you received anything from this podcast, please, please, please share with all your friends. And remember, never underestimate the capabilities of your habits.